0: Interrupt our program to bring you this important
1: message. Set in, Jerome! Hit it! Here's a little gangster, short and size, a t shirt, leave pies, this is only disguise. Built like a tank, yet
2: hard to hit. Ice Cube and easy rocket.
3: University in downtown Phoenix.
0: This is Heat Check. And across the glass, Gabe Schwartz. Our big three of freshmen, Riley Swenson, Scott Sanduli, Kevin Malater, and of course, I am Peyton Gallagher. And we've been away for some time. Gabe, quote-unquote, said he felt like he got hit by a truck on Monday, so Mm -hmm. no Monday pod. Obviously, Sunday, bad things happen that we won't talk about to the beloved Kansas City Chiefs of both of the primary hosts of the show. Um, Yeah, we'll move on. Bad sports weekend for Gabe. Uh, I'll give you... A minute shot clock. Do you want to talk about Kansas-Kentucky at all? Um,
2: I don't think it was that big of a deal. Like, <laughs> Convenient. I moved on pretty quickly, not going to lie. I mean, when you're in the heat of a Big 12 race and you play a game that only matters for pride's sake and a team doesn't play with much pride, um, not great. But at the same time, Ochaig Igbaje clearly had COVID at the time. Uh, you could only, I mean, no, like like, legitimately, no, he, he started feeling bad Saturday night is what Bill Self said last night. And then uh, tested positive. It sounds like Sunday morning. And that's why he didn't go to Ames. And then Kansas went to Ames and won comfortably without him or without Remy Martin, who apparently is still playing on one leg, is going to rest until it feels better. David McCormick apparently is playing with a bad foot. I don't, I was not super optimist, optimistic going into the KU Iowa State game on Tuesday night and then Kansas won probably it's least stressful Big 12 game of the season other than maybe West Virginia and even in that one they were trailing by 10 in the first half so I think Iowa State was a a great bounce back Um, Kentucky was a bad matchup I would agree with you on that Peyton from our conversations off air and uh, I'm not going to lose a lot of sleep over it because I'm high on that Kentucky team and them doing what they did to Kansas Makes me believe in Kentucky a lot. I will say the the biggest concern with Kansas, I'm down, I'm certainly downplaying my actual concern a little bit. My, the biggest the biggest concern with Kansas is that if Remy Martin is not healthy and if Ochai does not play at an elite level, um, Kansas can be had by a lot of teams. That a lot of a, a lot of the elite teams that are simply more athletic than them. And and that's something that's not – no matter the player development changes of Christian Brown and of Ochai and David McCormick, I know he was a McDonald's All-American, but it's not like David McCormick is an insane athlete for being a center. Um, until the recruiting recovers from the little dip that it took because of the NCAA stuff, um, that's just the way that Kansas is going to – like, the talent deficient – the talent development is great by Bill Self, The talent deficiency is, is notable at times. And that was certainly the case on Saturday night. That's my
0: thoughts. That was a lot more than a minute. Yeah. Sorry. It certainly needed to uh, come off your chest, it would appear, considering. That was therapeutic. Yeah. I'm glad that you got to start the, the night that way. Um, basically, I think it's a decent transition to talk about the conference that is superior in this nation, which is the SEC won the Big 12 SEC Challenge. I didn't think that was going to happen, but some good results from around the league, and that includes a loss from LSU to TCU that they were able to overcome and still win the thing. A lot of that's matchup dependent, sure. But that said, it gives us an opportunity to lean into the games that we saw most recently. Last night, double feature, headlined on ESPN and ESPN2, by Auburn and Alabama and Texas and Texas Tech. Let's start in Alabama. The Tide were 4-1 against top 25 teams. That one was Auburn. They competed for a brief moment in the second half. It got down to a two-possession game. But for the most part, the nation's number one team in the country looked the part against Alabama was able to adapt to the pace of play, play even better when playing that fast, and they hunt, hang 100 points on Alabama in a game in which they shot 5 for 21 from 3. Gabe, what is your pulse check on this Auburn team as we stand right now on February 2nd, second month, the second day, of the 22nd year?
2: They're a top-five team. I would agree with that.
0: Interesting take on the number one team in the country. Continue. Um,
2: I firmly believe this. Auburn is not the best team in the SEC. i are th- going I, straight there. I yes, I'm not pulling punches. If this is the take that I'm going to arrive to, which Let's I'm going it. to arrive to, whether I
0: ding 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 get There's there the
2: a Let's minute go. in or whether I get there 10 seconds in, uh, I think Kentucky's the best team in this conference. <laughs> Um, I'm not saying this for a hot take. Like, I'm not saying this for hot takes because I've been pretty consistent with this and I've said this pre-Auburn being the number one team in the country. I've been saying that I that my evaluation of Auburn versus the national media consensus is is different. And that's okay. Like they are, we very well could have two of the three best teams in the country be from the SEC. I simply think, Oscar Sheebway versus Walker Kessler is not some massive matchup disadvantage for, for Kentucky. I don't. Who said that? You were saying that I, Kessler can, can completely take him out of the game at times. No,
0: no, sir. No, sir. Opposite of Sam Pittman. No, sir. I didn't say that. I just think that you have to have somebody with a little bit more backbone than what Dave McCormick showed, Mitch Lightfoot showed against Oscar Sheebway. To play Kentucky. I think that's pretty obvious at this point. And uh, let's not spend too much time on the Kansas game. And you're an objective lad. You can erase the personal prism that exists in your Kansas fandom. But I do think it's a little bit harder to wash away what we just saw this weekend, which is the most impressive win we've seen in college basketball, aside from Baylor winning the national title in the last two years going into Allen Fieldhouse, winning the way they did in front of the crowd that was on hand I think has influenced a little bit, at least to the national perspective on Kentucky. And again, I'm saying pump the brakes just a little bit and I know you're about to counter with, well, they only beat Missouri on the road by one. That is also true. And Missouri fans chanted overrated at them in a game they had lost.
2: And they were right. That's the crazy thing. I, uh, I would agree with Missouri fans.
0: Okay. Well, and whatever. also, this is a, this is a theory that I've had this is a thought that it, I've had it, that's it, been it, consistent. It and I was going to get to that i gonna let you finish, but I was going to get to that. You've been consistent on this all year long. I am just saying to you right now that there's a lot of handy arguments that exist along the Candyland path to arriving at the point that you've arrived at with Kentucky being better than Auburn in the sense that, well, we didn't get to see the end of the game and they were winning by a lot at Auburn like 12 minutes in when they lost to Tie Washington, a game that Auburn won by double figures. Yeah, the, yeah, that they, exists uh, too. That that exists too. And, you know, Kentucky just did this Kansas. They also just beat Bandy by seven at home. Uh, and I, I really do think that a lot of what happened in Allen Fieldhouse was matchup dependent, simply. And moreover, I think that Bill Self got to a point pretty early in that game against Kentucky where he arrived at the correct conclusion that we have nothing to stop Oscar Chibwe tonight. And I think he just kind of pressed the wrong buttons defensively while he was throwing stuff at the wall and it got a lot worse than it actually was. Well, I, I, we don't need to talk about that game
2: too much, but he was pressing the wrong buttons because he was going two, three zone and he was going triangle and two. Yeah. And in the midst of that process, uh, Keon Brooks decided to become Kevin Durant and start hitting mid-range jumpers and so was Chibwe and stuff. So like that, that I don't think I don't think Bill Self was like, "Well, we have no chance tonight." Um, I think that everything went exactly according to what Kentucky needed to happen. But th- yeah, I, I'm. This is not like this is not me being some reactionary person.
0: No, to I, what I, can, I No, no, no. And
2: I'm not claiming. That, I'm not. I'm not claiming that this is what you're saying, Peyton. What I'm saying is to anyone who disputes or comes at me and com- wants to combat me on this this point. I've been consistent about thinking Kentucky was better than Auburn. I thought it before the Kentucky-Auburn game. I thought it for the first 10 minutes, certainly, of that game. Ty-Ty turns his ankle. Auburn looks impressive and winning. I thought that that legitimized them as a top-10 team. I thought that legitimized them as a top-5 team. I didn't think it legitimized them as being better than Kentucky, and I don't think that still. And just because they beat Auburn, or Alabama at home – just because they beat Oklahoma at home, like good for them. Okay, I understand that their resume is very impressive, and I understand that Kentucky does stuff like beating Vanderbilt by seven, like beating A and M on the road by six. I would say A and M's a decent team, mm-hmm. um, like beating Mississippi State by eight,
0: losing to LSU on the road, which was the last time LSU really looked decent.
2: Yes, but that's that's a tough place to win, and and all of those things considered. I
0: mean, Ole Miss won there.
2: The point remains, I like Kentucky's guards better. I think Ty-Ty is great. I think Severe Wheeler is great. I think Kellen Grady is very good as a wing. And then I, I certainly think Oscar can match up with uh, Kessler. And I, I think that Keon Brooks can handle Jabari Smith to a certain extent, and so can Jacob Toppin defensively. And when it all comes down to things... I, I trust Calipari more than I trust Bruce Pearl, and like I think if you play these if these teams play in Nashville or if we get to the NCAA tournament, I think either Kentucky beats Auburn head to head in the SEC tournament or I think Kentucky goes for the in, in the NCAA tournament. If that you,
0: is neither here nor
2: there. If you pushed me up against a wall and said you have to pick. An SEC team to win the national championship you have to pick a team you're more confident to go to the final four 10 times out of 10 i'm picking kentucky over this that's Auburn fine
0: team. here is why i think you're wrong okay when push comes to shove i think the best argument for kentucky is that they are better coached and to cal's credit He has done as good a job coaching this Kentucky team and discovering their identity as he has with any team he's had. A lot of the time, his best teams are great defensive teams that are great defensively based purely on talent and physical ability. This team is the best offensive team we've seen Kentucky have for a very long time. They were on actual sets. It's very aesthetically pleasing offense. They commit to the little stuff, and a lot of that probably has to do with all the transfers. Sure, it's very difficult to get, as we are seeing Chris Beard struggle in Texas, transfers to play together and play for something bigger and go win, especially at a place like Kentucky. He's done it. He deserves all the credit in the world. I think that's your best argument. But for Auburn, and I'm not even looking at it matchup-wise, what I think Auburn has that I don't think Kentucky has is I think Kentucky can be a little bit three-point dependent. And I'm not saying that them shooting a bunch of threes is a bad thing, because I don't think that. If you can make threes, shoot threes. Three is worth more than two. But sometimes threes don't go in. And I'm not saying Kentucky doesn't have the ability to win games in which they don't make those shots, because they've proven time and time again that they can. What I will say for Auburn is their top six dudes, Walker Kessler excluded, can all beat you off the dribble, can all manufacture their own shot, which I don't think is true for Kentucky. I also know that they have Jabari Smith, who has an unalterable shot, and Kentucky doesn't have that dude. So where I will give you credit is that I think Kentucky, from an organization standpoint, might be a little bit better. I think that Auburn can hit a gear that Kentucky cannot get to that's why I side with Auburn but I made this analogy prior to the show and I will reiterate it now because I think it does a good job of encapsulating this whole thing we are debating which a plus is better between two a pluses one is a 99 the other one's a hundred in my eyes and it's the other way around for you
2: I also think that in a in a conference like the SEC like I'll certainly agree there's there's merit to the Auburn is better argument that's like it is truly a what looks better in the eye of the beholder, but mm-hmm. at the same time, in in the conference like an SEC where there's 14 teams and the, it's not a true round robin, not a true double round robin, yeah. we're not even going to get to see Auburn play at Kentucky this year, right? Um, the and this is not an argument that you're making. The dumbest argument that you can make is, oh, well Auburn's going to go in and they're going to roll through the SEC and they're going to win this league by multiple games, and I go look at who Kentucky has to play on the road versus who Auburn has to play on the road. Um, the schedule's not necessarily as balanced. So I, if I'm going through Auburn's schedule the rest of the way and, and Alabama, or Kentucky goes on the road to Alabama on Saturday, they could very well lose that game, and I'll look dumb for this being an immediate reactionary um, thing that happens. And just like I looked dumb last week when I picked Baylor to beat Alabama and Taco bet all four of you guys, and then that immediately blew up on my face as you guys gave Peyton guard your man. So it is what and it you is. Gave us
0: tacos. No, we didn't.
2: I haven't been redeemed yet, but yes, I do owe everyone tacos.
0: As about the scout was quick to the draw yeah, to say, no that, "No, that no, I has I, not been settled." Peyton knows I pay my debts. Yes, he does. Uh, Good. I'll also say this of Auburn. Gabe just was upset. Poster in the back that, just yeah. fell. Well, that's unfortunate. <laughs> okay, good radio. <laughs> I, I say,
2: was just—I'm easily rattled at times. I yes. probably wouldn't play well at at uh, at, at Auburn. Auburn.
0: No, the jungle was insane, and the that jungle would rattle me. Becoming maybe the best home court environment that we've seen this year in this post-COVID season uh, with fans Texas, back. In Texas Tech says, "What's up?" And we will talk about them here very shortly. But Auburn is one of three teams in the country, in my mind, and I'm just kind of firing from the hip here because it is also true that as I look at the hoop math stats. Gonzaga is third in the country in its amount of points coming in transition. It's the first eight seconds of a shot clock. They currently score 37.6% of their points in that period of time. That's a little bit of a fallacy, and I'm going down a rabbit hole because uh, they're able to just turn their opponents over and run by them as Chet Holmgren mercilessly dunks on Pacific. Arizona, Auburn, Kentucky. Those are the three teams that run better than anybody in the country right now. And, and what Auburn does is they can run with Kentucky, who is currently 20th in that statistic, but number two or number three amongst power conference teams in transition points, the percentage of them that they get in transition. So I, I do think that Auburn is uniquely constituted and qualified to play Kentucky, and that is why I so greatly hope that Alabama doesn't find a way to prevent that matchup from happening in the SEC title because it appears they're on a collision course and the juxtaposition between the two teams is really, really awesome, especially because of the old Bruce Pearl-John Calipari rivalry that's dated back to when Bruce Pearl got to Tennessee from Milwaukee and started to build them into something.
2: Yeah, and congratulations, Bruce Pearl. Lifetime context. Lifetime contract.
0: Even though, as we now know... We're educated lifetime contract. It's no. like eight year deal that that will renews fire renews not to, it, every. It, it isn't written in blood on a piece of paper, piece of tumor's corner toilet paper <laughs> that Bruce Pearl will coach Auburn until the day he dies or decides to stop. That is not what the contract says. It's not a lifetime contract. It literally is not a lifetime contract. It should though. sanctioned a lifetime. You're not contracts. fun. You're okay, not fun. Whatever. You know what else isn't fun? Being Chris Beard. At United Foodways Arena. Can
2: we, can we just round of applause for how clean of a transition that was by Peyton? Very thank nice Peyton, but I'm
4: pretty sure it's United Supermarkets Arena. God Aww. damn it. <laughs> Actually, it says United Sprint Arena here. So they switched it even No, to it is
2: United Supermarkets. Okay,
4: United Supermarkets, so I
0: thought not really. Yeah, Foodways, so, but close. so close. I, I thought about just saying Texas. at Texas Tech and stopping, but what, we, what just happened is pretty much I threw down a dunk and then you called a timeout. To appreciate it. so
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. I appreciate
0: you appreciating me.
2: I was the team that just scored calling the timeout to let the crowd rile itself up a little bit more. (sighs) Mm -hmm. I will say this. (laughs) Um, On the broadcast last night, there was a couple times where Texas Tech uh, fans, like, God bless them, swag surfing like all this kind of stuff. Like, good for them. I'm glad they have
0: play Mo Bamba, disrespect to Texas.
2: I'm glad that they have. I'm glad they have like Raider, Raider riot or whatever their their Mm -hmm. uh, student section is called and such. But at the same time, every once in a while, some fan bases tell on themselves about how bad of actual understanding of basketball (laughs) they are. And this is such a this is such a a stuck up. uh, Oh yeah thought that I have
0: you are but, wearing your vineyard vines and dog ciders.
2: but when you are in possession of the basketball and you decide to just start getting super rowdy while your team is running offense not a great look and when all you do on every blown whistle is just boo no matter what the outcome is you're not going to endear yourself to the officials you're there. just not very smart either like have some merit to when you boo. The boos should mean something, and they should only be directed at Chris Beard or Chris Mustache or Chris Goatee. Yeah, he's,
0: not, he's been downgraded. We shaved the Goatee. He's Chris Mustache now, and he has to earn the rest back. He really does. I, I, I kind of am starting to think this text job might be cursed, but again, that's that's for another time and place. They're just very average. They're just very average. They, they have too many guys, um, and Texas Tech is really good. Really, really good. Welcome aboard. Yeah, they're tough. I I don't think they have any national championship upside. But it's very clear that, you know, Texas tried to bring all the assistants in with Chris Beard that failed. Mark Adams has done a good job of keeping this program exactly where they were. Um, I don't know how many of the transfers were recruited by Chris Beard. That'd be a curious thing to look at. Was Kevin O'Banner brought in by Mark Adams? Yeah. This is a really good team, and what they've got in their front court—they're really tough. They make you earn it. They've got a really good front court, uh, and I think Texas Tech might actually be the second-best team in the conference. I don't think that's a super stretch. They've already won in Waco, and I am continually unimpressed with Baylor in this this post-December break era that we've watched Baylor in.
2: I think this is a statement to the other three people in the in the yeah get involved. Um, Let's we'll start passing the ball. But if I'm like, I don't know what you guys think, but I personally see it as more of a three horse race than I see it as Texas Tech has passed either of the two. Because if you're gonna if you're gonna say Texas Tech has passed Baylor, I don't know what based on what we've seen. Um, the close games that Kansas has played, I know that they've won them. Like, good good job on the toughness factor and all that. But elite Kansas teams don't have to win tight games every single time. And that's something that concerns me about Kansas. So I would say I would lean more toward Texas Tech being on the same level as the other two Big 12 teams rather than Texas Tech has passed one but not the other.
0: So And Texas Tech split with Kansas in the games that they played.
2: And could have swept them.
0: Could have easily swept them. The standings are as such. Kansas, 7-1, tops the league. Baylor behind them at 7-2, 19-3 overall. And Texas Tech at 6-3, but the win in hand in Waco against Baylor. Kansas will play Baylor this weekend. Everybody, the whole starting five contributing here, okay? In a word. Who is your Big 12 champion when this thing ends, in Gabe's analogy or uh, his hypothetical where he gets shoved up against a wall, assumably by Riley? Are we doing regular season? Yeah, who's
2: winning the Big 12 regular season championship?
0: The thing that Kansas wins.
2: You can cop out and say that there's a share, too. That's also an
0: option. Lame. I'm going to say Kansas. Scott? Texas Tech. Whoa.
2: Kevin? Texas Tech. They got to make up a two-game gap. I will say Kansas win. Kansas is getting at least a share because Kansas is going to go undefeated at home in conference play. Uh,
4: they play Baylor on Saturday.
2: They're going to win that game. Oh, but
0: they um, won last year.
2: They're going to win that game, okay. um, especially if Crier and Flagler don't play. Well, they will that's win that
3: game. Question though: Is yeah. Remy going to play, and is Ochai going to play? Remy's
2: probably yes. not going to play. Ochai probably will play.
3: Actually, I am going to backtrack. I'll, I'm going to go with Kansas.
2: I I think that they're. I think. If Texas Tech wins the league, there will be a share.
0: I, I, I think I Kansas agree. and Texas Tech will probably, if I had to bet on it, level each other. But I said that was lame, so I'm going to take Kansas.
3: Texas Tech still has to play Baylor at Texas, at Oklahoma, at West Virginia. These They're not—I mean, they're winnable games, but three road games against— they're the,
0: they're the only team of this top three, though, that has already determined that they are splitting— one of the series against one of their direct rivals, and that they can potentially sweep Baylor. So Kansas can do that. They're the only team though that has emphatically said for a fact that they oh, will have yeah, won at yeah, yeah, least yeah. one game yeah. against both teams. Yeah. So that's why I think Texas Tech, despite being at third and with three losses, may have a little bit of an inside track on this thing.
2: I don't think they have an inside track, but I will say that
0: they can if they. Texas Tech is also one and four away this year.
2: Yeah, like the, because they have a tru, they have trouble scoring on the road. That's the the bugaboo for them and the only team that they've been able to score against on the road is Kansas, which is why I would be scared if I'm Kansas because this is statistically the worst defensive team in the Bill Self era at Kansas.
0: Yeah. They, and them just being average on defense is not going to be good enough to get where they want to go. No, exactly.
2: And like they are a better defensive team than Purdue by adjusted defensive metrics. But also, the gap between one and three, which is the gap between Kansas and Purdue and adjusted offense efficiency on KenpoM, is large enough and elite enough for Purdue that it matters for something. And also, like, there's more more to be said about what Kansas's ceiling is if Remy's healthy and if they play Joe Yesufu more instead of Bobby the Pettiford. All, awesome, who is incredible against, against Iowa State. Um, I will just say that this Saturday is a massive game. If Kansas wins it and they can get some separation, the KU-Baylor game at the end of the year might be so late in the conference schedule Mm -hmm. that it almost doesn't matter. The game that really matters if you want someone to win the league that's not Kansas is Baylor at Texas Tech. Because I 1,000% think Texas Tech's winning that game.
0: If Baylor wins that game, it all but knocks Texas Tech out of the race. I do not see the other two teams losing three other conference games. Because the, that's what's being asked.
2: And the real question about, like, can Texas Tech score on the road against someone whose name is not Kansas, which is incredible to say, is this weekend when they play West Virginia. Because West Virginia has given up 77-plus in multiple games the last couple weeks and really should not be a team that they struggle to score and against. And they
0: will need points because on any given night, Sean McNeil and Taz Sherman can both give you 20-plus. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, West Virginia also will need that game to make the tournament, quite frankly.
2: I West Virginia that. should have won Monday night, and then Jeremy so- or then Sohan decided to punch Taz Sherman in the face. Without
0: any repercussion. But with hey. John
2: Higgins looking right at him.
0: I don't know how you could look across the court, see Bob Huggins wearing his <laughs> quarter-zip half-sleeve that says 800 club with the chain out and not be coerced into making that call. That takes real fortitude. Uh, I think it'd be important to note that there were two. Bob, sorry, there were two Bob Huggins there. There was a doppelganger.
4: That two of uh, Texas Tech's losses, the one is without Terrence Shannon, and the one is his first game back. No, so it's, it's important. It's very, yeah, yeah. Important. Yeah, yeah. That's very important to
0: note they have good job, Riley. Good but they also goals.
2: beat Baylor without Terrence Shannon.
0: They, well, yeah, but I don't true. S- and and everybody snapped for good journalism by Riley.
1: Can Can I add something real quick on Texas Tech? so my whole thing on why texas tech is that i could feasibly see this team running the table i know it's a hot take but i could see this team running the table in my opinion their only tough game remaining left is baylor and they get baylor at home this time no it's a good point time like i i easily see them going to austin and beating texas and then maybe they and i think they should beat oklahoma state on the last weekend of the season because i think oklahoma state will be so unmotivated at that point So I I could easily see this Texas Tech team right the table, which is why I said Tech.
0: No, he makes a really good point about Oklahoma State as well, Kevin. Uh, I will say this. I think that Texas Tech might be harmed just a little bit by the fact that they played Texas at home first because now the Texas fans will want to show their support for their coach. They won't. You
2: don't think they will? No, Texas basketball fans suck.
4: They should do another one of those. (laughs) Quote me on uh, that. The students-only games, the volleyball. Quote me on
2: that, and somebody tag Keith Dotley too. Please. Um, no, the problem the problem for Texas Tech winning the league Is they have more road games left than they do home
0: Yeah, absolutely No, I mean, we'll see what happens uh, What I do know is that we are 10 minutes Beyond what we allotted for this discussion It was a good one But it will be the end of it As we go to a break, Heat Check continues After this, we will take a quick look ahead At a massive, and I mean massive Weekend of college basketball games Maybe even Walker Kessler-sized We'll get back at you on the other side of a break.
4: <laughs> Do you like tennis? Yeah. Do you like it a party? Yeah, even more so. I like it to party. Then come on down and join the tennis party at Down the Line Radio Show on Blaze Radio. You can listen to it Mondays at 2.30 to 3 p.m. Host is Carson Breber Talking about tennis, tennis things, tennis players, tennis coaches, tennis writers. Come on, sometimes talk about the tennis. You don't want to miss it. So come on, tune in and let's party party
3: Good evening everyone or morning or afternoon depending on when you hear this I hope our voices find you well Now imagine that you're listening to music at the beach had a or a middle school dance Ooh, you say? Imagine that you just broke your nail
4: I'm
3: not a or that you're a 17-year-old girl yes. Interested? Intrigued? Tune into Storyboard Tuesday nights at 8 p.m. I'm Amber Singer and I'm Anna Snow and we, we approve this message. Hey, hey, teach me how to tell
4: you, Hey, welcome back to Heat Shack. Baby, like smooth. We do a lot pretty. Teach me how to do it. Honestly, you know what? Basketball <laughs> show.
0: kind of good to analyze. Just kind of hedging our best.
2: I just pick winners.
0: I mean it is true. You're on one heck of a hot streak. So <laughs> let's pick some winners then. We'll post our game picks for the whole week and you're not found the words that you may utter on this program as you are entitled to change your mind in the time between now and when we pick games on Thursday night. But huge games this weekend. UCLA makes the return trip to Arizona. Kansas and Baylor, a couple other big ones that we can talk about as well, and of course, Coach K's final trip down Tobacco Road to the Deanville to play North Carolina. Let's start in the desert, two hours down the road, Arizona, UCLA, and Arizona is trying to make up for what was an embarrassment at Paul Pavilion that completely altered the national perception of them and the team they'll play in UCLA.
2: Well, okay, so I'm very curious to see with, with UCLA and Arizona in the rematch, can UCLA slow the game down again? Um, the, the old saying in college basketball of it's easier to slow the game down than it is to speed it up is, to a certain extent, true. A lot easier, though, to do that when you are playing on your home court than it is when you're on the road. Um, and credit to Bobby Hurley, credit to ASU, because ASU actually did a really good job of slowing a game down on Saturday in Tucson on the road. And if they were a little more capable offensively, if they were a little more competent in playing defense without fouling, then I think there, there certainly would have been a chance that ASU could have beat Arizona on Saturday. I think other teams, other more capable teams, maybe UCLA in particular, would have been able to take advantage of the way that UC, that Arizona shot the ball on Saturday, um, missing their first 15 three-pointers. Kirkries like literally kissed the ground. Such a
0: He's a weirdo. Such a weird move to do he's that. He's definitely from Estonia and like doesn't quite get it. Maybe. And he's just living his life. Credit to him. Like no discrimination here. Uh but he very much so is in his own little
3: world.
2: Quick straw pull. Kirkreese a weird guy.
3: Oh, for sure, the socks. A man of interesting. Yeah, he's a character, all right.
2: Okay. Consensus in the room, Kirk Rees, a... Will uh, another quick consensus of the room? Tube socks or no tube socks for our night? Yes or no? This no, is a prediction. He,
4: he went 0 for 12 with them.
0: He can't. No. I think they, like, I know you're going to get to Kevin, but I, you were, I was just in the line of sight. I, I think they might be dead. Like, the tube socks? We didn't see him against ASU. Kevin, that was literally my point. He didn't wear it against ASU, so no. It's important. The stuff matters. He was tubeless, as Brad Nestler would say. Yep, tubeless. <laughs> Elite. Um my point being
2: though, Saturday is a game that a lot of other teams other than ASU would have beat Arizona. So maybe they got a dud out of their way and they can speed things up with the home crowd and such. But also like I'll go back to what I said in the show last week. They got good shots against UCLA the first time. So maybe they hit a couple, maybe Benedict Matherin doesn't have to be Superman. Um I know we've already both picked Arizona in the game picks that we've posted Earlier this week mm-hmm. I don't know if you've wavered on that I don't know if you've Come around to the Mick Cronin gospel um,
0: Say on the floors Take the names off the back Of the jerseys I mean it,
2: I don't know I think Arizona's gonna win tomorrow Big bounce back win For my favorite team
3: Oh, for How sure, your you favorite team. is an ASU student.
2: I'm, a, I'm an objective journalist, a journalist, and I, w- I just like to watch basketball that's played well. That's
1: an example of, of capital-J journalism from Gabe Swartz Thank over you. here. Thank you. Absolutely. Good job, Gabe. Uh, Peyton, I know you're
4: going to pick Arizona, so I'm just going to butt in here so we don't get the same thing. Um, I'm not saying I'm going to pick UCLA, but I'd be surprised, I would not be surprised if they won again. I think that we're starting to see the UCLA team we saw that made the run last year, and they're showing signs of that. And I think they're both very good and I think people kind of forgot about UCLA and they're like oh Arizona we love them they weren't very good last year whatnot and so we like them now this year and UCLA has been a team since the beginning of the season I think that people just kind of at the start of the year a lot of hype towards them then they got boat raced by Gonzaga and everyone kind of forgot about them and now they're kind of on a roll again and I think UCLA is starting to come into that March form just like they had last year so I'm not saying I'm going to say yep UCLA is going to win because I don't think it's Plausible that Kirk Creasy goes 0 for 12 again. Dalen Terry goes 0 for 5, and they and now Tubelis seems to be in a better um, state health-wise. But I would not be surprised if UCLA won and went on the road to Tucson and got the season sweep.
3: I agree with you, Riley. I think uh, UCLA. A lot of people, like you said, kind of looked over them after the Gonzaga loss. But looking back on that game, no Cody Riley, which has proven big. They were on that long COVID pause that kind of sent everything in jumbles and Oregon was the first legitimate team they played off that COVID pause and lost by three. Since then, they have wiped the floor. Like, Oregon State wasn't even close. Utah and Colorado sure kept it close, but Arizona, Cal, and Stanford, the last three games have all been blowouts.
0: So, okay, let's transition to the other side of this coin then. I love the J.R. Smith confidence of just like, i got to get one up here from Riley. I knew what you were going to say. Oh, I had a hot take here. Oh, Kevin! Uh, you know what? <laughs> Whole family eat. Takeover. One fly, we all fly. Freshman takeover.
1: UCLA wins. Okay, they're five. Uh, and I 0. love. I love just going for it. They're five and zero on the road this year. They held Arizona to thirty percent shooting from the field in the first matchup. They held them to twenty five from beyond the arc in a t- against an Arizona team that takes a lot of threes. And I get that you are going to get a lot of misses. Well, but that's impressive though. The problem. The problem. Uh, okay, hold up, that... hold up, hold up. I am gonna uh, let's put it on pause. Also, Arizona only took 15 threes
0: in that first matchup, too, Okay, which is below their average. Got something to say here. I think this is important because Kevin touched on it as he read the box score from the first game. Okay. Tell me this. What are the three worst performances this year from Arizona? Tennessee. Mm -hmm. UCLA. Mm And ASU. Yep. There is something in common about those three games. They're the only games, I'm not counting Oregon State. Oregon State is not a power six team. They're just not. So they're the (laughs) only games that Arizona has played against power conference opponents this year and shot more than 25 threes. Fact of the matter is that I think UCLA cracked into something, whether it was by design or by accident, that Bobby Hurley saw and employed to keep a game close against a far superior opponent on the road. And that is if you take the honest strategy of we're going to wall the paint off. We are going to get back in transition. We're committing to it. We're not chasing offensive rebounds. And you actually defend your own glass and get some defensive boards, unlike ASU was able to do. That's why they lost. If you force Arizona to take open threes, they will miss a fair few of them, and you can beat them. I'm fascinated to see if that is a trend that might continue in this game. Because all indications say that an insane McHale crowd should lift Arizona to a win in this one. They will get the whistle, unlike they did in Poly. The floor should be tilted their way, but there might be a a small schematic disadvantage that's unearthing with this Arizona team.
3: Going off of what Kevin said, Arizona, the loss to UCLA was because they missed so many shots. Missed threes. Yeah. Main point, they missed threes. That's not going to happen again. Are you you
2: sure? Yeah, like, I don't know how you confidently say that. Arizona sucks at running half-court offense. They're not an elite three-point shooting team. This is what I said about Gonzaga all last year. Peyton knows Mm -hmm. for for certain. The whole year, I was like, hey, if you just... Del, if you delete Corey Kispert, which I know is con, like unconventional thinking,
0: well, Gonzaga
2: is not a good three-point shooting this team. This
0: Arizona team doesn't have Corey Kispert. Corey Kispert deleted.
2: No, exactly. They do not have Corey Kispert. <laughs> they have Kirk Kreese who likes to shoot pull-up threes in transition mm-hmm. with guys in his face mm-hmm. with 25 seconds of shot clock. Mm-hmm. Sometimes those shots don't go in. Newsflash. Like there's a, there's more superior athletes but like Bobby Hurley was correct a little bit when he did his pre-preview uh, of Arizona last week when he met with the media and he was like, hey, this, this team kind of reminds me of like certainly a better defensive team kind of reminded him of the the ASU team that started the year 12 and 0 because they were quick, they shot quickly, they played an insane pace, yep. all these types of things. It's just better athletes. There's better ways for them to play defense because there's a Coloco and there's a Tabellus." Those guys did not exist on that ASU team, but there's a little bit of truth to it in the in the sense that it's like they don't they don't exactly break you down, and I've, I've not seen enough from Tommy Lloyd to be like, yep, love what he draws up out of timeout, like all of those types of things. And frankly, like really like Tommy Lloyd, I think that he's the right guy for the job at, at U of A and all that. But Mick Cronin has. As the season goes, there is a resume of consistency or a resume, of body of work that we can believe in and in which we can point to and be like, yes, UCLA teams get better as the year goes on. And obviously part of that is that Cody Riley's back.
0: I I think that's a huge thing. And I think that, hey, if Cody Riley gets two fouls on him in the first 10 minutes, this game could go very differently. 100% agree with that. Um, I'm trying to verify this. I think Cody, they both put it Sierra Canyon. I think Cody Riley and Christian Coloco may have been high school teammates, which interesting didn't make its way into the first broadcast.
2: I almost think that's because it's not true.
0: <laughs> it might be a... no. Like I'm not. I'm not like no, I'm no, not no, trying to. No, 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 no. To... they both went to Sierra Canyon. They're both in the same graduating class, I believe. But you also may be right. I'm not sure. We're looking it up.
3: Only one can win tomorrow night. Cody Riley
0: was on the 2015-16 team, and. Christian Coloco was not. When was Christian Coloco at Sierra Canyon? Marvin Bagley was on this team, or I mean, Martin was on this team. Mm. Disappointing.
2: Christian Coloco is a junior. This is his third year in college.
0: And this is fifth year for Cody Riley. So, there you go.
2: So, it would make sense if Christian Coloco did not play all four years of high school at Sierra Canyon, which would make sense because he's from Cameroon.
0: They missed each other by a year. Yeah So Mm -hmm. Uh, Marcus Bagley played with Cody Riley though
2: Cody Riley, Kansas City native
0: Shout out Great last name
2: too
0: Way better than (laughs) Way better than Tanner Can you
2: imagine if his name was
0: Cody Tanner That that would also be awesome (laughs) No, Tanner is a stupid name and we stand by it But isn't
1: the go for quarterback Riley Tanner Morgan
0: Yes it is Tanner Morgan Payton thoughts Dumb name That's just disrespectful. Dumber football player. Very oh, disrespectful. Kansas and Baylor. <laughs> <laughs> we kind of already gave a synopsis of the teams in general. Baylor is very much so struggling without LJ Cryer, but that's just not the only reason. Again, I touch on something that we talked about and just kind of red flagged. Uh, dog-eared. We need to keep an eye on that. Scott Drew on the Baylor ESPN Plus series said, direct quote, that his team did not feel as together after the winter break, after everybody went home to see their families for Christmas, came back. They've been without Sohan. He's back now, but LJ Cryer's out, who is their leading scorer. Matthew Meyer has to save the day, though, at home against West Virginia. Panic meter, how concerned are you, Gabe? And then B, how much of a must-win is this for Baylor at the fog, and vice versa, conversely, if they get blown out, if it's not close...
2: They won't get blown out.
0: Okay, you're just ending that conversation now. Okay, answer the questions.
2: Um, What what grading scale am I going off? Like, 1 to 10, panic meter?
0: General, you know, I think it's like, a metric scale for a panic meter, yes.
2: Like a 6.5? 1,
0: one to Will Wade. Hmm. <laughs>
2: I, I one to ten I'm at like a six on like the Baylor panic scale I don't think they're actually that bad off like is it kind of what Baylor does every once in a while
0: they did it last year they had COVID as a reason
2: they did have COVID as a reason and this year they've got injuries as a reason and I don't I don't love this Baylor team in comparison to last year's Baylor team I don't think that they have elite top end talent that's consistent in the same way that last year's Baylor team did when they had Butler and they had Mitchell and they had Teague and they had those three guys who, night in, night out, one of those three guys was was going to dominate. This year's team, I understand Akinjo had 25 on Monday night against West Virginia. Didn't feel like it. It really did not feel like it. Um, Sohan had 17 against Bama. Cryer had 14 against K-State the week before. Uh, Flagler had 16. So in the last four games, they've had four different guys lead them in scoring. <laughs> I don't love that for Baylor. Like, I would like it to be someone consistent. I would probably like it to be, um, Adam Flagler, I think I think that they're best when he is scoring the most. I think that they're best when Akinjo is is assisting the most and he's one of the big 12 leaders in, in assists. I, I think that the real wild card is how inconsistent Matt Meyer is because he has stretches where he can front run and he can, he can score 10 points in two and a half minutes and he'll stick his tongue out and he'll be mad at you or rude to you because he's got this mullet and he looks like a slob <laughs> don't tweet that and then there's times where no tweet that and then there's times where he's just really bad and he takes bad shots and he likes to take the pull-up threes and all this and it doesn't look very good so I, I just don't think that they overwhelm you or they I don't think that they scare you in the same way yeah as last year because James Akinjo's good he's not the same level as Jared Butler was last year
0: no I've said this a lot, and I'll say it now on air. I really, really wonder how much different this team is if Langston Love does not get hurt in the preseason. He is a 28th-ranked player in the class, a five-star guy, a complete and total package combo guard that maybe it would have been hard to foresee him being that dude as a freshman on a team full of veterans that have been there, done that, won a national title in a lot of their cases. But he would have been the most talented guard on this team, full stop, bar none, and maybe the most talented player, even though Kendall Brown was ranked ahead of him in the class, according to ESPN. I think that having the absence of that takeover guy, and the fact of the matter is that Baylor had multiple last year. It wasn't like a by-committee situation. They were all just dudes and realized that they could coexist, and that's what made them special. This Baylor team doesn't have that. They just don't. They are better team defense, but even that has been broken down a little bit these last couple of weeks. Teams have found ways to score the ball on them. Teams have found ways to get threes and hit threes. just i I'm not sold. I'm back to my position prior to the season, which is I think they're pretty good. I think on any given day, they can beat anybody. Yeah, for sure. But I think that they have to play above their average level, to be an elite team, whereas a team like Auburn, a team like Gonzaga, their average is the best in the country.
2: I still think they can win a national championship. I, I just, have, I just don't believe. I didn't rule that out. I don't. No, 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 no. I'm not saying that you're ruling that out. I'm just saying I think it's still a possibility. I don't think that the chances is high. I think that uh, the possibility that they win the Big Twelve is still there. I know that uh Torvic really still thinks that I think Torvic thinks that they have the highest chance to win it outright.
0: This is where the area though where the predictive stuff I think can miss because they aren't necessarily taking into account that there's all these different scorers that are trading leading the team in scoring and how inconsistent that might make them. That's fair. Right? That's, that's fair.
2: That's a fair criticism. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Um, I don't know what I I don't know like there's still a level of competency. I think that their, their, their ability to beat average teams, like the K-States of the league.
0: Well, I, they've now almost been beaten by quote-unquote average teams at home twice against Oklahoma State and West Virginia.
2: Yeah, the Oklahoma State loss looks worse in hindsight.
0: Oh, they, yes, they got beat by Oklahoma State. Excuse me.
2: But the West Virginia, like... Yeah, I don't know. Those might be if the Tad Tad Sherman, teams in the league. If Taz Sherman doesn't get punched... No, 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 K-State's definitely still one of the two worst teams in the league.
3: Since the start of Big 12 play, of the games that Baylor's played, only two have ended within, excuse me, only one has been a difference of more than 15 points was the K-State game. Every other league play has been within 15 points, and it's been competitive.
0: And that is said of a team that hadn't played a single game within eight points
3: coming into league play. Exactly. I feel like once they got into conference play, I don't want to say they got punched in the mouth, but they got kind of staggered back by... Scott, they do the punching in the mouth. Yeah, exactly. Mm. That's what what I'm saying. But they kind of got a little staggered back. Like, yes, they won the Iowa State and Oklahoma games and the TCU game to start it. But then Texas Tech and Oklahoma State, they couldn't buy a bucket. And that's when they lost those games. And they had struggles scoring against Oklahoma. They kind of got that back recently. And and they miss
0: a lot of open shots, and that's the big thing that I take away. They miss a lot of good looks, it feels like.
3: And when that happens, it comes in droves. And that's why they need Cryer back ASAP as their leading scorer. It just doesn't change my perception at all.
0: Like, he's their leading scorer by, like, basically nothing of a margin, one bad game away from being second. Mm -hmm. And it's because they all trade turns. We've talked enough about this. You get to choose. Pick your own adventure here, Gabe. Gonzaga goes to BYU to try and win in the house that Mark Pope built. I am going i didn't know much about BYU's basketball program pre-Mark Pope other than Jimmer Fredette and shout-out Brandon Davies. Danny Ainge. I mean, okay, whatever. I was not alive when Danny Ainge Whoa, was playing yeah, yeah, with two-inch
2: shorts you know at what BYU. Happened. You know what happened.
0: <laughs> no, I don't. Uh, and I'm proud that I don't. That game... Gonzaga's most likely chance to lose the rest of the way. Kind of bores me. Kentucky at Bama. Which one? Um,
2: let's go Gonzaga, BYU. Yes! I yes. feel like that
0: was an obligation thing because you're like, when are we realistically going to talk about Gonzaga?
2: Yeah, well, because we just... I'm so, I'm so
0: sick of talking about Alabama.
3: The most inconsistent team I have ever seen. Yeah,
0: that's not good. Astute analysis.
3: Okay, so Gonzaga...
0: They're playing a team (laughs) that can really shoot the three ball well, it feels like. I'm not looking at the numbers. I may be dead wrong. But I've watched BYU play like a handful of three times this entire year. One of them was a loss to Vanderbilt. Shout out to Scottie Pippen Jr. Had 33 tonight. That's the end of my thought.
2: That you think that BYU shoots the three
0: ball well? Do they not? I mean... I'm checking. is a shooter. I know that much. Great analysis.
2: The heat check stats and info crew is getting on the case. Um, And this year's BYU team shoots. This is great radio. 36% from the field. That's good. No, 36%. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. 36% from three. That's 68th best in the country.
0: Oh, almost nice.
2: (laughs) Oh. Uh, they shoot 44% from the field Which is 140th in country Which I would say is a bad sign against Gonzaga Because you can't get easy twos You can't get easy twos Because it's hard to score against Chet Inside Twos Yes, twos uh, Your over-reliance on the three Is going to make it harder to score The counterpoint to that Is that Alex Barcelo Is so good from the mid-range Quite literally And this is this is why the all the analytics people don't like mid range shots. People can shove it, is because shot quality loves Barcelo mid range shots. Because Barcelo mid range shots on a per possession points per possession basis is literally one of the five best possessions in college basketball. So the mm-hmm. misguided oh analytics don't love the long two. Like I love the glorification of the old way that basketballs played. Like those people should love Alex Barcelo because he loves to shoot long mid range long mid range twos and he's good at doing it. Um, I think that's a key, because if you are capable of hitting those mid-range jump shots, as we saw in one of the few Gonzaga games worth watching this year, the San Francisco game, where they were hitting mid-range jump shots in the first half and they were leading, you can compete with Gonzaga. Um, it's not a very sustainable strategy, and you have to hit so, your threes, and so we'll see if BYU can do that. 40, but Bar- the, the Bar- crowd should be something real.
0: Barcelo, Barco. Bar- Bar- Kello if we're doing the Bancaro way. <laughs> 41% this year on 2-point jumpers. That's pretty good.
2: He's yeah, he's pretty good. Um I don't know if I'm going to pick BYU to win. Do it. Kind of want to.
0: They don't have the bigs and that's the bottom line. Weird Again, I don't know anything though. about BYU. I'm just flinging what? that out there. They don't have the bigs because nobody has the bigs aside from like five teams to stop Gonzaga.
4: Yeah, but up there in the mountains, Gonzaga might get a little tight. In the words of Mike Tomlin, you never know.
0: I just wish we could put Yoli
2: Childs on this BYU team.
1: Yeah. Also, by the way, this BYU team on their website right now, they're averaging about 40 boards a game. They're out-rebounding teams for about eight rebounds a game. I know it's nothing significant, but, you know, if you know how to box out, it gives
3: your team a shot at least, right? They're playing in the WCC. If this BYU team had Matt Harbs, I would love their chances. That's... I wouldn't love them. I'd like them a little bit. I'd like a little bit better. I'd like, him a little bit better. <laughs> <laughs> like a little bit better. I will say
2: this: as we as we get into award season, which we're a month away from, along with March Madness and all that kind of stuff. But when we start handing out All Americans, think about this: Kofi Coburn does it in, does it in a real league, okay? <laughs> Oscar Sheepway does it in a real league. Zach Eadie, Travion Williams, Trace Jackson Davis. They do it in a real league. Home. Drew Timmy's playing against Scrubs. And Leo Pepe,
0: who we will not call a scrub on this program.
2: But I will say this. Last thought on BYU. And then I'm tapped out from talking about Cougars basketball. They are one of the all-name teams in the league in all of college basketball. We got a Tejan, We got a Fusi, We got a Gideon. We got a Seneca. And then we got a little Gavin. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Great job! Um, I know that there's a basketball player that was. Uh, the there's only also reason I know this is I follow the BYU Barstool account because I just I nice. think that the dichotomy of that is hilarious, um, and they laugh at themselves and it's it's really funny. So I do know that they do a Hot 100, like the hottest people on campus, and a basketball player won that because he looks like a statue. Try i love to figure out the name.
2: Love to know who that was. Uh, they also have a guy named Atiki Ali Atiki.
0: Yes, that is electric. Yes. Um, there was a basketball player I saw on No Contact CBB the other day whose uh, first name is literally Pancake.
3: <laughs> That's so electric. Sick.
0: Give it to me. Sick. They're really Utah heavy. Does that surprise you? Also,
2: I did not know Alex Barcelo went to Corona del Sol. How did ASU let him out of the town? I think you can answer that question. <laughs> Yeah, that's probably the case, um, and that was talking BYU basketball.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Great segue. Uh, okay, last game to talk about here, as we have gone way over our time, and certainly we'll be breaking Blaze rules by continuing the show beyond this point, as it is already twenty three fifty eight, and we are about to leave the second day of the second month of the twenty second year hey, and head to the third one. Can't control the twenty second year. Of I mean this century. Sure.
2: Well it's the twenty third year of this of this century,
0: but
1: I hate you. Boomers. Hey, you can't you can't get in trouble if you don't get caught, Hayden. <sighs> okay.
0: Duke in <and> North Carolina. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Everyone muted oh, Bob Riley. I feel like I, I think that's time king for the North. king
0: of the North Carolina. Is that is that my cue? Uh that would be what they call in the business uh, a Q, yes. All right.
4: All right, so we're going to start with last night. First off, I just want to say we won. Great job. But my God, does Caleb Love frustrate me. And he is just bad at basketball at times. Uh, that BS, he did what he dribbled around last night. And they has got the ball stolen. They tied the game. And he was 3 of 18 from the field. Now, Peyton's like, yeah, he made the clutch 3 in overtime. But he, we don't need that if he just, you know, does his job. Uh, Justin McCoy, dude, just like... Stay at Virginia or ask politely to not go in the game because I do not like you on the court It it infuriates me watching that man play basketball Brady Manick you're fantastic last night But every time you make a three you don't have to shoot another one Armando you can use your left hand I don't know how no one's figured that out Uh, you, You can do more than the right hand drop step spin move Never thought I'd say this Leaky Black you are a king man You keep knocking down those threes Three for three from the stripe last night from deep Love that absolutely love that RJ Davis Take the ball from Kittle Love. This two point guard BS. No, enough of that. Okay, R.J. Davis, you're the point guard. I love R.J. Davis because he does this thing called has composure. Doesn't go flying all willy nilly nilly lane like Caleb Love. But here's what I'm gonna say. All right, I love every one of those guys I just talked about. And on Saturday, we're gonna beat Duke, sorry ass, and send Coach K home just as he should be. That man does not deserve to leave the Dean Dome with a win. He is a scum of a human being, and the state of North Carolina is going to rejoice on Saturday evening when the Tar Heels take down the Blue Devils. I mean, Roy Williams had a better retirement tour, and he's already retired. There was no tour. That's what I'm saying. Exactly. No, 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 no,
0: no, 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 You're not getting away with this. No, no. Give it to me again.
4: Give it to me again!
0: Tell me how you really feel about Coach K.
3: No, 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 no we... It's safe harbor we'll, hours. We'll get can. there, we'll get there, we'll uh, get there.
4: Uh, no, the music's playing. Let the man go. Coach K, the, the BS you pulled in that press conference, what major are you? You're just not... What I've gathered from him, he's not a great human being, I don't think. Um, <laughs> I just, that's what I've gathered. He's always yelling and doing all this, I don't know. He just doesn't seem like he's really that great of a guy. I think Roy Williams, stand-up guy. Hubert Davis, I don't he seems like a good guy. Seems like Carolina has a reputation. I could be wrong here because I'm biased, but it seems like Carolina's reputation, they're good people, they do it the right way. Duke, everybody hates Duke. So if you're not cheering for Carolina on Saturday, you have a problem.
2: I will be cheering you for North Carolina on Saturday, but I would like it on the record that Riley Swenson cannot utter another word on this show until he condemns the disgusting axe oh, displayed man. by Armando Baycott on last night's game
4: during last night's yeah, game. Yeah, you could get out on that one. Yeah, that wasn't great. Now Armando can't really <laughs> Armando can't control what the refs call. All right, that's not really he, was, <laughs> he, he controls reactions. He
2: <laughs> cannot grab a guy's leg as he's running by him.
4: Yeah, that wasn't good. But I mean, if it's not called a foul, it's not a foul. Thank you, Peyton. Armando was also pushed over. All right, and we got the flagrant on that. Uh, Louisville fans ridiculous you can't act like that all right it's not the SEC you can't throw stuff on the <gasps> playing field all right and yeah the rest the rest might have given us one last night but every now and then you need the rest to give you one I love how and he's so I
1: collecting everything
4: yeah Armando Baycott I he's been he's been testy lately I kind of like it though this team needs a little fire and I would love to see him just go at somebody on Saturday just like, Shaquille O'Neal dunk, wrap his legs around, just
0: shove him. If he went over and choked Coach K mid-game, I'm not advocating for this, but would you clap? I mean, depends on where I am.
4: If I'm, like, in a public place, probably not. But, like, if I'm sitting in my room by myself, I don't know if I – I just get a, little, a little, little, little little, fist pump, you know, yeah, you know. But not, like, clapping, like, oh, I love it. But, like, just a little bit, you know, just like, you know what? Good job, ramondo Serves him right
2: um riley riley needs to realize that things like last night where, where when the officiating's bad but it benefits you the, the playbook is it was bad both ways guys it was bad both ways i mean you can also say it was bad both ways
4: i think it i think it just got out of control for the officials and they didn't know what to do armando was getting hammered the whole first half and then he complained to the refs we didn't get any calls So they ended up just letting things go, and then it escalated to a point at the end there where things got way too physical, and they, I mean, they made the wrong call. They should have been, I would like to see it as just maybe a no call. Yeah, I don't know. Let let them play it out when they've been so physical, but, you know, a win's a win, and uh, we can't control the refs. We just play our game, and that's what what we did. Caleb Love. um, Big, big news, though. Caleb Love against Duke, absolute dog. So... His, his best game of the year is coming on Saturday. Like he can, I can guarantee it. Can put it, boom, mark it down, kill it, love, at least 20. they tweet it. At Riley, least 20, 20 points on Saturday.
1: Okay.
0: On also, Carolina doesn't no, lose at home. Not this that, year. That's a lot of also. The, the song ended.
1: Can I add something about Riley's point about Coach K's retirement tour and Roy Williams? Yeah. Well, Roy Williams' retirement tour has involved traveling to more states than Coach K's has. I'm confused. No, it's,
2: that's actually factually correct.
0: What? He's been the three.
2: He was in Kansas. He was in Michigan. He was in, in Carolina, Kentucky huh? last night.
0: Okay, that's four. K has been to New York. K has been to Florida. K has been to Kentucky, and K has been to Indiana. When did K go to Indiana? Notre Dame.
2: When did he go to
0: Louisville? Florida State. I'm pretty
2: confident. North- uh, I'm there. pretty confident that Roy Williams was. Uh, oh. In Miami for that North Carolina and Miami game too. I think he's gone to every game.
1: But the fact that we have to count this though is kind of my point because that's sad that we have to count this. In my opinion, one of these men is retired. Yeah, and exactly. gets to go where he wants. One of them coaches a. Basketball and one of these teams. guys
2: gets to schedule his games. Yeah, so he goes go around the country. He
1: wants <laughs> and gets to go wherever the country and chooses not to, which is kind of the point of my comment there. Should have played,
0: played Maryland.
2: Odds on. Should uh, have played Maryland. Odds on. Will North Carolina honor Coach K? They better not.
0: I hope not. No. They, they no, should not. Oh, no no, no, no. I they don't should. think it's not a chance. I actually think they most certainly will.
3: It's but like saying the Yankees are going to honor David Ortiz for getting inducted. Dude, draft. the Red Sox
2: honored D- Derek Jeter.
3: The rivalry does not exist without Coach K. It
0: exactly. doesn't. It's a fact. He deserves to be honored. Yeah,
2: but they should just boo him a bunch that of times. That'd be
0: the best honor they can give him. And
2: them. then they can't do. And that. then do the, the shape thing on them.
0: They should all just chant, shut up, shut up. The
3: legitimacy up. of the two Carolina rivalry would be damaged, I believe, if Carolina honored Roy.
4: They should like give him like a little plaque, and then right as he like takes it, Roy just comes up and just like smashes it out of his hands. He's like no, let's play ball. Yeah,
2: it. yeah.
0: And he brought it every damn day. Dad gum. Yes.
2: Okay. Is Hubert um, Davis the guy?
0: I, That's, don't do this That to would me. be an all-time just <laughs> top rope if Hubert Davis showed his mean streak. Just, I don't know, what do they do in North Carolina? They don't have bourbon. They can't give Moonshine. them a bottle of bourbon. At Moonshine is just a Southern thing. Uh, I mean, I don't know what they do in North Carolina, but Dude, Hubert Louisville? Davis. Dude, Louisville fans were throwing ice That is so much worse than mustard bottles No it's
2: not Yeah, they
0: can it's, not than, it's not worse than It's not worse than a ACL. golf ball uh,
2: It's not worse than a golf ball Peyton uh, It certainly is not worse no, than a golf ball it's not
0: worse. Uh, What Tennessee did was cool Do it again, do it more
2: Alright Pro-project We've had a lot of pro-violence pro violence pro Takes violence. on this yes,
1: show tonight This so what happened during the safe harbor hours all right, speaking of
0: violence, uh, let's guard some men, okay? The standings are 1-1, one to one. and I won the last time. Gabe made a guarantee that he would win. I don't know if Gabe has take. The silence
3: is a take. doesn't look like idea. he's
0: confident in it. Do you, a do you have a take? No,
2: I'm forfeiting tonight. I just no, want to no, hear you're yours.
0: you're not forfeiting. You are not forfeiting. <laughs> I'll take his place. You're not forfeiting.
2: You can't make me have a
0: take. Well, is Scott going to represent you?
2: Scott can represent me.
0: He is your champion. Scott, it is your time. Are you ready? You go first. As reigning champion. He steps up. is like, (laughs) I'm ready. This is my moment. You You first first. as reigning champion. Okay, it won't matter
1: because I have a winner. So, real quick, are the judges just me and Riley? Because Gabe is technically nominating Scott. So, I feel like there would be some bias there if Gabe votes.
2: I will be voting.
0: Objectively, because he is objective.
2: Objectively. I'm, I'm a right. big J journalist. Okay. That's right. We cool. discussed that cool. earlier.
0: It's midnight 09. <laughs> Payton Gallery. Auburn. We've talked about him. We haven't talked about this guy enough, though. Walker Kessler is the best rim protector that college basketball has seen since Anthony Davis, and he is a legitimate contender for National Player of the Year. On the nation's best team, a team, by the way, that because of Walker is second highest nationally in block rate, 25 percent of the shots, one fourth of opponent shots within two feet are blocked. And it's because of him. That gap is the same gap between the first and second team nationally in that category as it is between second and 64th. He's scoring 17 a game over his last six. That's more than Jabari Smith. And he is the only player in the nation with four games of seven plus blocks. Offense and defense both matter. And Walker Kessler is the reason why Auburn is elite and more than what they've been under Bruce Pearl. Bottom line, brass tacks, Walker Kessler is the most important player on the best team in the country. And he is a legitimate point candidate. And he is the best shot blocker, rim protector, more so than Jeff Whitney since Anthony Davis. Okay. I have more numbers, but I didn't know when the buzzer was going to sound, and uh, yeah, I didn't want to, you know, make it too hard for Scott. <laughs> All right. All right. <laughs>
3: I'm very I'm intrigued to see how this goes. I'm ready whenever you start the Also, show.
2: I would like to publicly announce that the only reason I don't have a garger man take is because I was doing journalism things this evening.
3: Uh-huh.
2: Okay. I apologize. I okay. don't care.
3: Okay. Scott? I got this for you, Gabe. Kofi Coburn of the Illinois Fighting Illini is the most dominant player in college basketball today. I believe he is the most dominant player in college basketball Since Anthony Davis. Kind of building up. (laughs) Still going. let me keep going. Let me keep going. And he will be the main reason that Illinois wins the Big Ten regular season title. Gets Illinois to the second weekend at least. And in fact, you know what? Gets Illinois to the final four. Whoa. While taking home National Player of the Year. Is that it? He is easily he score he shoots 59% from the field 21 points a game tonight against Wisconsin a pretty darn good defending team 37 points on 12 rebounds shot 16 of 19 this man is a freaking menace seven feet tall physical massive body i think unguardable in the paint you cannot box him out. National Player of the Year. Illinois to the Final Four because of
0: him. I'm gonna throw out a couple of players that have been physically dominant since Anthony Davis. I'm just gonna I'm gonna get a read. I I, I don't uh, remember. No, 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 no counter arguments here. I, I, I mean we've always had counter arguments. I'm just gonna like present this this evidence. Yadoka is a Buki. Kofi's better. That, that that physically dominant though Kofi's not nearly the defender that Udoka was yes not even close um Luca Garza just leaning on people <laughs> i mean Zion Williamson a thought Luca's not more athletic more uh,
2: physically <laughs> dominant but
0: i mean i mean i mean Zion was just like, get off me, and then I'm gonna dunk on you. Yeah. And I'm gonna do it in transition, and I'm gonna do it off the dribble, and I'm gonna do it in the post, and there is no break. Anyway, you guys can vote. I don't want to sway the voting too much. All right. Um, I don't know if Scott was
4: really prepared for that. No, I feel for him. So.
2: No, no, no. We we threw him.
4: We threw him. Yeah.
2: hundred and four miles an hour down the middle. Yeah, but and he fouled it off
4: yeah mm-hmm. yeah credit to him he, he tried real hard but um walker kessler wants a tar Heel. always a tar Heel. so um Peyton's gonna win this one
1: um, and um yeah that's all i have to say about that real quick mm-hmm. um, scott you had me until you lost me you had me up until you said illinois to the final four
3: dude i'm telling you every every year look at it almost every year a team from four seed or higher Gets to the final four in most years. Yes. That's well, Illinois this year. I, so,
1: I don't think Illinois will be that top four seed that makes it the final four. I'm going to be brutally honest with you. I, I just don't see it. Yeah, I mean, until you lost me, so therefore my vote goes to the Peyton Gallagher. It, it's the curse, uh, the folly,
0: the pitfall of the mind-highest music. It's that you get it in your ears, you get your blood pumping, and then you just start hyperbolizing everything and doubling down. I feel like Scott was off to a good start. And then he's like, he just heard that music, and he's like, Anthony Davis, Final Four, give it to me again, again. I, it just took over a little bit. It, it, you know the game moves fast your first time.
3: I had that Dan batard energy yeah. in
1: me. I, I was with him even through the Anthony Davis stuff, but it was once he sailed Illinois to the Final Four that it really lost me there. I was believing in you, Scott. I was, but I
3: don't think Illinois is the Final Four. We'll so we revisit this in March.
2: Payton wins. Um...
4: I don't feel good about it.
2: No, 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 no! You deserve to win this one. Um, you
4: earned it. You got just
2: paid. No, I just didn't earn it. No, 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 no! Payton had a good take. Payton mm-hmm. had a good take. Uh, Scott had a Scott had a decent take. Scott yeah. just went a little too far with certain parts.
3: Scott had a take. What's the, what's the point of a take <laughs> if it's not going to be hot?
0: Um. So, uh, uh, this is the number that I left out, just because I had to qualify it because of an anomaly that's happened this year. So Walker Kessler is by my account leading the nation in blocks at four point two per game. It's the highest in total that any player has posted since New Orleans Noel, who didn't play a full season. So a players who played a full season since Anthony Davis, right? But he's second in the season because Jamarion Sharp, who is seven foot like eight, is just in the CUSA for Western Kentucky, just swatting away shots. Which I, did, I left that out because I thought it was going yeah, to be too much Yeah, you said Walker-Kessler
2: leads the country in blocks by my count.
0: <laughs> yeah, so, by, by my count. I
2: mean, yeah, Peyton's count doesn't include Jamarion Sharp, but like yeah, that's just funny. alternate facts.
0: <laughs> but it's phony. <funny. laughs> um, but, I, I mean, I, the point stands true. The employer rankings will come out tomorrow. I will tell you right now, I have no idea what I'm doing with the top four, but I do know who I'm putting five, and it's Walker-Kessler. Cool. Okay. All, right. Cool.
2: all right i wanted i want someone to get a picture of Peyton doing like the the uh karate kid thing the crane <laughs> yeah doing
0: it wrong, man. What's wrong with up? who's watching a video in there
2: uh riley pulled up espn and they just started doing the autoplay ads
0: i hate those man it's a tough yeah. look we're really you know starting <laughs> to run out of steam i also will say this the minute 30 on the bumper we added 30 seconds i just didn't know i was living in impending doom and just fear of that buzzer so i just kind of cut it off yeah all right scholarships and sanctions
1: scholarships and sanctions let's do it
3: right before bedtime
1: all righty i guess i will begin the night with scholarships and sanctions um my scholarship this week uh, how about bruce pearl uh, swinging that broom around after uh beating alabama in front of the jungle last night great scene and uh, my sanction goes to I love him, but Brad Nestler. Uh, it's uh, calling him uh, Tube uh, lease, not to and yeah, that whole thing. Was, tubeless, Tubeless.
4: Um, I have a scholarship this week. I don't have a sanction. Nothing negative. Um, my scholarship goes to Roy Williams. Touching it earlier, great guy. He stood in line at the KFC Yum Center and signed autographs, took pictures with Carolina fans, with Louisville fans. All the smile on his face. He's known for doing that. That's why people love him. Scholarship for Ray Williams.
3: Good, good dude. My scholarship for this week, it's going to uh, Shop College Hoops today for their edition of Here Comes the Pain, P-A-I-G-N, in honor of Illinois, going off the guard your man take. And my sanction is, Chris Beard, you got what you deserved. Okay, I'm going to go
0: with a sanction to a guy that I really actually think is awesome in his job, but sanction Gary Parrish. No more horny. I listen to your podcast, and you say out-of-pocket stuff all the time, saying, you know, Mick Cronin better not take the Louisville job. You better stay at UCLA because Amari Bailey's mom is coming to town. And he, then he goes, she fit. She fit, boy. And it's like, dude, that is out-of-pocket. You're a 45-year-old married man.
2: <laughs> That's a tough scene.
0: Like, relax. And then he started talking about Sydney Sweeney. And how good of an actress she is. And then he's like, to Norlander, Googler, Googler. Go- it's just like, dude, relax. Horny stick, bonk. Is that all you got? That is my sanction to Gary Parish.
2: Do you have a scholarship?
0: Uh, scholarship to Scotty Pippen Jr., 33 at Rupp. He's pretty good. Um, Better than his dad.
2: I'm giving a scholarship to at Gage on Twitter. That's at S O O N A H G A G E. Uh, Elite journalism coming from this Twitter account this week, Um, telling us that, "quote, I'm not kink shaming. I'm just spilling that tea, guys." And the the, Gary Parish. Nope, 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 nope. Quote and reference, or the tweet and reference is, "Sorority girls know something we don't," (laughs) which is which goes to my sanction of the week. Which is Caleb Williams' foot fetishes. What? Uh, yeah. Caleb oh, Williams man. apparently loves feet. <laughs> so
0: we'll leave it there. We don't need to go check his
2: Twitter account. He likes to he likes to tweet about quarterback's footwork, but it also could mean something else. I don't know. Liv Welchel has some thoughts about Caleb Whoa. Williams taking his foot fetish to California.
0: Okay, yeah. Safe harbor hours. Um Scarship to us We broke the Caleb uh, I mean like We broke we the We did break the Please we credit us the Caleb Williams news That's a scoop
3: for us We need our accreditation Shout out to Carson Breber For the inside source
4: <laughs> <No>. Scott. <laughs>
0: Scott Good night Oh my god uh, It's like the first rule Is not to Oh. What is you doing
2: Somebody hasn't passed Jamesy 110 yet
0: No, 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 he hasn't. Um, I'm waiting for one shiny moment to play. This is chaotic, and there's an ad. (laughs) Three, two, one. That is not one shiny moment. (laughs) Well, thank you for coming on this journey with us. Uh, It started well. (laughs) ran out of steam at the end. (laughs) Go cats. (laughs) This has been Heat Check. We'll talk to you on Friday. Uh.
1: If you're a concert fan, you can't miss Live from the Valley. It's a show with all of the latest news on concerts coming to the Phoenix area. And it airs every Tuesday at uh, uh, what time is it? Uh, Kendrick, can you help me out? Let's Top of the morning, 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 top of the morning. Ah, oh, right. How could I forget? It's every Tuesday at 10 a.m. on Blaze Radio and blazeradioonline.com. If you want to know more about concert dates, ticket prices, and show times for every tour stopping here in the Phoenix area, tune in to Live from the Valley, hosted by me, Gannon Hannival. Every genre, every venue. Follow us on Twitter at LFTV Radio, and I'll see you on Tuesday at 10 a.m.
3: It's banter o'clock! Oh, Ferran Torres! Ferran Torres! And Madison!
4: Oh, All is glorious!
3: Three friends, three soccer minds, and a lot of banter.
4: Jesse Lingard! Oh.